right, uh, what's going on, everybody? All you big-breasted Bills. Uh, Nate and Sean are back for a uh, 2018 redraft. And we can jump right into it with a uh, the Cleveland Browns on the clock. First pick, 2018 Clubhouse Sports Podcast NFL Redraft. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. Original selection, Baker Mayfield. New selection, Baker Mayfield. I, that's a no-brainer for me. Um, Deshaun Kaiser had an amazing season in 2017. I mean, 11 touchdowns to 24 interceptions. You can't get any better than that. Uh, 58.9 QBR. Like, that's absolutely amazing to me. Um, 0-16 season. I don't agree highlight of the Brown season. So, I mean, they're just doing absolutely amazing. On a serious note, Baker Mayfield is great with weapons, as you saw in Oklahoma. I mean, he progressed from a sophomore to a senior. He went from 36 and 7, 40 and 8, 43 and 9. He progressively increases stat production. He's great with uh, weapons. Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, C.D. Lamb, Marquise Brown, Joe Mixon. He's explosive quarterback. 2018, he didn't have the weapons. 2019, he didn't have the line. But 2020, I think he's primed for a great year. So, Baker, step it down. Okay. Um, so, with number two, I'm on the clock with the Giants. And, excuse me, maybe a surprise, but the uh, New York Giants are selecting Quentin Nelson from Notre Dame. The uh, the guard, he his overall grade in 2019 for run blocking was 82.8 and pass blocking was 90.8, according to Pro Football Focus. I mean, take that with a grain of salt. The highest graded uh, player on the Colts and the second highest graded guard in the league behind Brandon Brooks of the Philadelphia Eagles. He's been the anchor of the probably the best offensive line the last two years. I mean, the 49ers were the best offensive line last year, but consistency-wise, the Colts are up there. Um and although they gave up or finished 20th in the league with 107.4 yards per game, they had nine games with more than 100 yards rushing in 2018, including the playoffs as well as uh, three games over 200. And then on seven, uh, 130 pass blocking snaps, Nelson allowed just two sacks, four quarterback hits, and 17 hurries. And uh, among guards who played at least 50% uh, of their team snaps, Nelson was of only 25 players who allowed two or fewer sacks. So all that being said, uh, I think what he did for the Colts uh, with his mobility and his power uh, would be welcome on the Giants, and they would be able to kind of start rebuilding that offensive line if we kind of rewind two years. And although you don't have Barkley, you can build something with Nelson and uh, build around him on the line. Yeah, you picked DeAndre Swift. Yeah, I mean – twenty twenty. <laughs> the offensive line is more important than, ru than running back as much as I like Barkley, and I'm expecting him to go pretty soon. But, um, yeah, Quentin Nelson. That definitely surprised me. Now I got to pick up the Jets third. I got some options here now. I didn't think you were going to drop Saquon like that. Yeah, I knew right away I was going to do the uh, Quentin Nelson. How much time do I have on the clock? I guess 60 seconds. Okay. Okay. Now you're good. You hear me? Yeah. All right. Well, I lost you. There you are. Okay. Um, 
All right, so with the third pick in the 2018 draft, the New York Jets select Lamar Jackson. All right. I think that he's an upgrade from Sam Darnold. And right now, the way our team is looking, I'd rather take a quarterback that's going to lead us to some playoffs than Saquon. Even though Saquon, you know, he might have the ability to, to do that kind of work and and work for a team to a decent record. But I think Lamar Jackson, our guy, I think him and Robbie Anderson are going to click for the remainder of years that they have. Um, and I, we don't really have a veteran quarterback for him to learn behind besides Josh McCowan. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, Lamar Jackson is our guy. All right. I'd rather have his running and, and throwing than, than just Sam Darnold's mediocre throwing for now. I think Sam Darnold is going to progress into a very nice franchise quarterback, but I think Lamar is going to, is going to be ready quicker. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. It's upsetting. That was my pick for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Well, Sean, you're up with the uh, the Browns again. I, I got double pick here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. So, picking for the Browns here. I'm gonna have to go with. Um, I think. I think I'm just gonna pick Nick Chubb again for them. Wait, he's in this draft, right? Yeah. 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 yeah I think. What happened? You guys can see me? Yeah, we yeah. can see you. We can hear you. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Chubb. I think Chubb, I mean, he works really well with their offense, as we can see now. And, and you already picked Baker, so you might as well just stick the same offense back in there and see what they can get going. Um, and I don't really see much else on the board. Um, they got They got Denzel Ward there already. So I'm not going to change that. Well, well you are. Draft, so it's not up to me. But um, if if I was going to make a different pick, it would probably be a defensive player. But I think with Baker already there, uh, you need a solid running back, and that's Nick Chubb. I think he's going to be a good running back for a while. Um, I think he's just a good fit there. And I can't yeah. see you guys, so I'm really like trying to figure out how to get that back. Okay. Um, you're good audio wise for now, but, um, yeah. Okay. So I'm up with the Broncos. I'm kind of surprised you didn't take Barkley if you were going to take a running back, but, um, so I guess I'll, I'll pull the trigger on Darnold here. I really like Bradley Chubb. Um, I think he's going to be something, but I like Darnold more than Locke. I enjoy Locke's arm strength, but Darnold's more complete, and he was uh, even more so coming out. Uh, Locke has a higher ceiling, but Darnold still offers more. He has more touch and accuracy, where Locke had a problem finishing over the middle. Uh, Darnold doesn't. Darnold's one knock out of USC was interceptions, and on the outside looking in, Darnold's stats are average to above average. I'd say 59% completion, 36 touchdowns, and 28 interceptions is pretty above average, considering bad coaching and not great weapons besides Robbie Anderson, but... um, he can only stretch the field to an exter- a certain extent. And having Emmanuel Sanders in the slot and then Cortland Sutton on the outside, uh, their draft pick from the year prior, uh, I think it's um, 
you got to solidify your quarterback in the future. And if Donald's on the board, I would have taken him here. So I'm taking him. Yeah, picture uh, Sam Darnold with Melvin Gordon. That's give him a solid running back to work with. Uh, yeah, two great wide receivers, mediocre offensive line. I mean, uh, sixth pick, the Indianapolis Colts' original selection was Quentin Nelson. He was taken second. So their new selection for me would definitely have to be Saquon Barkley. Okay. Uh, I was originally going to go Derwin James, but seeing that Saquon fell so low, um, you go Saquon because your quarterback is Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> I mean, Andrew Luck had retired out of the blue. Quentin Nelson is no longer your uh, left guard, so you need somebody that's explosive, a running back that's, that can do it all. He can just bounce it out, take it up the middle, juke you, truck you. And you got to pick Saquon Barkley because he opens up a lot on offense. You don't have the greatest receivers. You do have T.Y. Hilton, don't get me wrong, but he's peaking in his career. Um, I think you pick Saquon Barkley. We all know how good how good he is uh, and what he does for the Giants. He might have had somewhat of a sophomore slump, but Saquon Barkley is to the Indianapolis Colts. All right. Very interesting. I just want to say the only reason I did not pick Saquon uh, for the Browns, you know, coming out of college, Baker had this – you know, it's all me mentality. He is the guy, you know what I mean? And I think Saquon has kind of a similar, more, is more of a humble approach to it. But I think they both kind of think that, you know, they're the, they're what's going to get the team going. And for Saquon, that might be true. For Baker, not so much yet. So I think their personalities would have collided in a way that, like a Le'Veon, AB, Big Ben situation. Yeah. So, Especially with Odell on that team. Um All right, Nate, you're up again. With the seventh? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Buffalo. Holy shit, I totally forgot about that. Well, stick with Josh Allen. I mean – All right. <laughs> hey, uh, I think he's an amazing quarterback. Ten and six, led the Bills to a playoff berth. Uh, like, there's not much – I don't think there's much to say about Josh Allen. Everybody's said it already. He has amazing throwing power. I like to say he's the darkest white quarterback I've ever seen play the game of football. <laughs> he can run the ball. He can run you over. He's pretty impressive. Like, I think with his new weapon, Stephon Diggs, I, like that deep combo is going to be something to look for for the next few years. But Josh Allen is my pick at number seven for the Buffalo Bills. All right. Um, that leaves me at number eight, the Chicago Bears. And I was playing with quarterback here because Mitchell Trubisky is not good. Um, and we've seen teams uh, supplant their starter who they had drafted a year prior uh, pretty easily. I mean, it happened to Josh Rosen, and we're going to probably get into that. But uh, Roquan Smith here, um, he has uh, very instinctual coverage abilities. He's good in zone. He's big enough to play to cover tight ends. And, man, obviously that's still a mismatch because it's a linebacker and a um, – and a tight end, but Rokon Smith is pretty quick to make up for that, and he's also a really good tackler. He was an all rookie. He was on the all rookie team, um, a Pro Bowl candidate in his rookie year. He his season ended earlier than expected last year with a um, an injury, but he was on track to um, exceed those previous statistics. So I think you just kind of stick with your franchise uh, linebacker. I love. Uh... Roquan Smith. I mean, 
you also forgot to mention his pass rush ability. He's very disruptive on the end, and he can play. He can play the outside linebacker position, although he's a pure middle linebacker. But I think he's very disruptive, and he'll be a great fit. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm uh, thinking for the Niners here, right? Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take Derwin James here. Uh, I've always liked Derwin James. He's uh, kind of an all he's your all around guy. Greg Coleman did a video on him. He's taking snaps at linebacker. He's taking snaps at safety. He's taking snaps at corner. He can do it all. And uh, you know that San Fran defense is pretty lethal as it is. You got Joey Bosa coming off the edge. And um, I think with uh, star side safety like Derwin James in a couple of years, you're looking at a Super Bowl quality safety, Super Bowl MVP quality safety. And um, yeah, I just I like I really like Derwin James for the position as a whole throughout the entire league, and so I'm picking him here. All right, yeah, no argument here. <laughs> John, you're up again. All right, friends. All right. All right. I get to redo this pick of Josh Rosen. I, as you all know, as both of you know, I am not a fan of Josh Rosen whatsoever. And it seems like um, Murray's going to come along next year. So I think here yeah. I might surprise you a little bit and take DJ Moore. Ooh. All right. Yeah. Went down a little bit there. But uh, yeah. I like DJ Moore. He's on, he's on the Panthers right now, and I think he's going to be a big part of that offense this year. Um, I think if he was on the Cardinals with Kyler Murray, that'd be a dangerous combo because DJ Moore, he's a he's a subtle guy. You don't see him, you know, you're not gonna be putting that your your star quarterback cornerback on him and you're not gonna be double covering him. He's out here getting receptions every game and that's the kind of receiver you need with a young quarterback like Kyler Murray who's gonna, you know, get ball DJ Moore and they're gonna do some some work together. Um yeah. Obviously, you got to wait an extra year to get Kyler Murray, but I think DJ Moore is a quality receiver. I think the Panthers are lucky to have um, a trio of wideouts like Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, and Robbie Anderson. Um, I don't know if PJ Walker is going to be able to do with it, but I think if he was on the Cardinals, it would be a very exciting team as well. All right. All right, so I'm up with the, uh, I'm up with the Dolphins, and I think that um... – the pick here is I was, I was I was looking at DJ Moore. Obviously, I was looking at Derwin James, um, Saquon too, uh, Darren Payne. But I'm just gonna stick with Minka. Um, and in this scenario, I think they keep him. And the draft looks a little bit different this year. But um, on his current trajectory, Fitzpatrick is gonna be a star defensive back. Another in the line of versatile, hard hitting, um, quick safety prospects that we've seen with um, him and Derwin James. Really kind of started it and. Um, Grant Delpit and Xavier McKinney are continuing it this year. He's lean but powerful. He takes good angles. And he really does work in the Steelers' fast and physical uh, style of defense. It helps him thrive. 
but him staying in Miami with Brian Flores and it would be a little more conservative um, coverage based. Um, and you're kind of be going to be in the deep middle more. I think he fits that pretty well too. So I'm going to stick with Minka Fitzpatrick just for the versatility and the value here. That was to the Dolphins, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, who's, who's up 12th? Oh, I'm up 12th. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, so their original selection was Vita Vea, but I think they changed their selection and they picked Darius Leonard. Um, reason being, 2018 Defensive Rookie of the Year, AQB has 111 solo tackles in his 2018 rookie season. Um, the Buccaneers changed from a 4-3 defense to a 3-4, so they need a solid nose tackle, but Vita Vea isn't your guy. And if you want a solid inside linebacker, I think Darius Leonard's the best linebacker in the draft class. Um, as I have actually a draft report, uh, whatever. He's very smart. He always goes for the ball. He's a ball hog. He punches the ball out. He had five force fumbles his 2018 rookie year season. Um, I think Darius Leonard is amazing. He's a smart player. He's a fast player. And although he came off an injury last year, oh, he got injured later on in the season last year. I think he's nothing but amazing. So with number 12 pick, Tampa Bay Buccaneers pick Darius Leonard. All right. And then I'm up next with the 13th pick. Originally, the Washington Redskins were going to select Lamar Jackson, but as he went to the Jets, <laughs> that did not happen. So the Washington Redskins pick a linebacker. They pick Leighton Vander Esch. That's two, the top two linebackers off the board. Well, top three linebackers off the board. Um, Leighton Vander Esch, he's very smart, physical. He's not your typical middle linebacker. He's more of a finesse kind of linebacker. He's uh, he's not scared to run through the gaps, but he's very uh, technical. And he's not just, I'm going to put my head down and I'm going to run you over. He's just, I'm going to read this play and then I'm going to tackle the running back and call it a day. Um, so I like I like Leon Van Der Esch, and I think uh, in 2020 when they pair Leon Van Der Esch, and then you get Chase Young with the second pick, you have you have like a starting of uh, new young defense that can do it all. So Leon Van Der Esch. All right, um, I'm up with the Saints. They originally selected Marcus Davenport. Uh, as a defensive end, and I think since Bradley Chubb is still on the board, I'm just going to kind of upgrade. Um, and Marcus Davenport, Matt, Marcus Davenport was important to their um, playoff success, um, especially last year he was missing the uh, – he missed the Eagles game – or two years ago he missed the Eagles game, and, and it kind of um, – it affected them. But with Bradley Chubb, he's <clears throat> uh, on pace to become a very good edge rusher. I mean – he in 2018 he had 12 sacks and for a rookie that's I mean you're getting a double digits and that, that just shows that you're um, powerful off the edge. <clears throat> and then as for his um he got injured in week four against the Jaguars but I think if you, next to, especially with under Vic Fangio um 
in Denver. He's going to be a comeback player there. But if he were to go on the Saints, Dennis Allen could do some fun things with him um, up front. So um, Bradley Chubb, purely for value and obviously skill. I, I think he's um, he's very skilled with his hands, um, and he's and he's fast. So mark that down. Raiders. This is a Raiders team that I can't figure. I don't know. They need they need everything. It looks like um, you know they, they just gave John Gruden uh, ten million dollars a year at this point for the next ten years, and I think Derek Carr needs a solid receiver to throw the ball to. So um, I'm going to be taking Christian Kirk here, coming out of Texas A&M. He had three solid years all over 900 receiving yards. And I think that's the kind of guy the Raiders need to look to. 26 touchdowns in three years, over 80 receptions every year. And, uh, you know, Derek Carr's going to need some help leading the leading the Raiders to something that's not medioc- mediocrity. And I think Christian Kirk is the guy for that. So Christian Kirk it is. But, like, I don't know, like the Raiders – I'm the GM for the Raiders. I have no idea what because you need everything pretty much. <laughs> yeah, personally, I'd go Denzel Ward. I mean, he's still on the board. Yeah, I can't believe it. <laughs> which is crazy, but um, I'd go Denzel Ward. If if you need everything, you start with defense. So you pick a solid lockdown cornerback. Yeah. And him. Well, I was actually going to pick him next with my next pick. Um, ah. Uh, All right. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't think uh, – uh, Denzel Ward, solid, solid cornerback. I've seen him play a lot, actually. Um, I've paid attention to him more than any cornerback coming out of this class. Not really on purpose, honestly. I just see him play a lot. Um, him and Perry Nickerson, who barely got any time on the Jets. I just – I like to watch Perry Nickerson tape because he was a no-name coming to the Jets, so I watched some tape on him. And Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward's a quick, compact guy, and the Bills' defense is already pretty good. So with with another standout cornerback, you're only looking at uh, a solid defense there that can maybe get you past the Texans there and bring you further in the playoffs. Yeah, not further. All right, I'm up with the um, or yeah, I'm up with the Chargers. So let me just write in Denzel Ward, and then I'll get right to it. So, yeah, I was going to actually take Denzel Ward because if you saw 2018 against the Ravens, obviously the Chargers employed that seven defensive back. Um, Pretty much all year they were doing that, but it it was um, shown off in the playoffs. Seven defensive back, kind of a lack of linebackers, um, get to the ball quickly and then come out and cover. And having Denzel Ward, who fits that bill pretty – pretty well uh, physically um, would have been nice, but um, I'm taking Mike McGlinchey here out of, uh, I think he's Notre Dame too with uh, Quentin Nelson, but um, yeah. And Colin Miller. Yeah. So I I think he's probably one of the most important members of that 49ers offensive line. That's so proficient in zone blocking and his mobility is is really his main selling point here, but he's also very powerful uh, on when he initiates contact, he can push through pretty easily. And he also maintains his blocks as he kind of uh, goes through down the field, having him in front of Melvin Gordon um, would open things up in space. And I I think that's 
again, value here in the middle of the sec in the middle of the first round, Mike Bubenchi falling from nine to seventeen is kind of a blessing if you have to replace what Derwin James was gonna bring you. Mike McGlinchey. All right, Nate, you're up. This is the 18th pick, correct? Yep. All right. 18th pick, the Green Bay Packers selected Jair Alexander. Zero change at all. Jair Alexander is my favorite quarterback in the draft. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. Not of all time, but currently I do have a lot of favorite quarterbacks, but Jair Alexander is one of them. Um, His target rate is 29%. The ball is thrown to 29% of the game. Uh, that's impressive for a second-year quarterback. And um, he, she was shut down at LU, Louisiana, Louisville. Um, I mean, he's the whole package. He's a ball hawk. He will tackle if he has to. Um, he is a bit scared to tackle, but I think Jair Alexander's the corner for the next few years to come as a top. He's the top dog for the next. Amongst the corners, he's one of the top guys. <laughs> With Denzel Ward, I think he's better than Denzel Ward personally, but um, he always matches up with the greatest wide receivers on the team. And then him and uh, Josh Jackson from Iowa on the Packers, they're two great corners. Um, I go Jair Alexander. And then pick 19 with the Cowboys. Their original pick was Leighton Vander Esch, but I think they stick with linebacker. They pick Rashawn Evans, who's currently on the Tennessee Titans. The reason I say that, he's all about his smarts. He's not about dropping his head and making a hit. He follows the right. He's he basically just reads plays the entire time. He reads, 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 tackles. And the one thing he needs to work on is his tackling. But I think with Sean Lee uh, being up and down with his injuries and you got Lane Vanderish is not an option anymore. Um, you pick one of the, the third best linebacker in the draft class, Rashawn Evans. Um, yeah. He can branch out into the flats. He can create a stuffing gaps. He's aggressive, but he's not too aggressive. He's, he has that right medium between aggressive and smart. Um, I was going to originally pick Marcus Davenport because they do need a defensive end as Demarcus Lawrence is their only good one. But I think Rashawn Evans is a solid linebacker that the Dallas Cowboys can't go wrong with. So I'm up with the um, Detroit Lions, and original selection here was Frank Ragnow. Uh, the center, and uh, he's probably been the best center out of this class besides um, maybe Austin Corbett, but, I mean, Austin Corbett's been kind of consistent, but Billy Price is really disappointed, so I'm interested to see where he goes. Um, but he went. He, he originally went to the Bengals, but back to uh, the Detroit Lions selection, I'm going to take Darren Payne here. I, I think that you see them now. Um, Snacks is gone. Uh, their interior defensive line is kind of missing that piece, and if you um, – solidify that earlier in 2017 and allow pain to come in. I mean, it, it would be, again, I'm going to use the word blessing again. It would be nice to see him drop to 20, but he's an elite run defender. Um, and he was all rookie his rookie year. And then um, got considerably stronger as, as, as strong uh, as much as he could get um, the next in 2019. 
So adding him on the interior um, would be great for Matt Patricia. I already took. I already took him. Oh, you did. Yeah. <laughs> Chargers. Uh, Chargers. Seventeen. All right. Well, in that case, then <laughs> we are going Tyrell Crosby from Oregon instead. Um. Yeah, I think the Bengals. They just need a big. Need an offensive lineman, and they need more than one. So it's, you got to draft them sometime. And with all these young players coming in now, you might as well build some chemistry around them. So I think offensive line is the way to go here. Yeah. Like Nate said before, when the team has nothing, you, in my opinion, you build the offense with the offensive line. You mm-hmm. the defense go either way. But, uh, yeah, I think you can never go wrong picking an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman. The line is strong, your team is strong. I'm playing. Yes, I do. Okay, so Tennessee. Tennessee originally drafted Sean Evans. Sean Evans. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see. I think I'm going to go with uh, Josh Jackson here. Yeah. Yeah, like Nate said, Josh Jackson is an explosive cornerback, and that is something that Titans need, I think. They got Derrick Henry now, and in a couple of years, if it's 2018 for them, he's going to explode into the running back that he is today. And, uh, Obviously, the quarterback situation is figured out with Tannehill over there. So I think, you know, you get that power runner and Derrick Henry, just shore up your defense and, and you're going to be good. So Josh Jackson's a good guy. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Josh Jackson's. Uh, his ball skills are amazing. He's great at man coverage. He's a ball hawk. He's always around the ball and he's a hard hitter. He moved to safety, actually, uh, his second year playing. So I, I love Josh Jackson. But I love every corner in DB. So, <laughs> all right. So I'm up with New England. Um, and as we, I was our as our Zoom call. Um, uh, the time ticks down on that. We'll, we'll monitor that. But um, I'm gonna take Josh Rosen here. The original selection was Isaiah Wynn, and he immediately uh, replaced Nate Solder. And um, that, that was fine. He got hurt. And I, I think his, his frame allows for him to um, be an anchor, like a, a similar way to Quentin Nelson. He's good in pass protection um, more so. But Josh Rosen, I, I think that uh, he gets a bad rap. I mean, he's had, he's had a hard start to his career as hard as an NFL player. I mean, millions of dollars, uh, nice house, nice girlfriend, 
But I mean, in terms of actually jobs, actual job stability, um, it's kind of been rough. I mean, he got picked by the Cardinals, got sacked a bunch, said, no, uh, we don't want you anymore. We want Kyler Murray, fits our offense better. Said, okay, I'm going to go to Miami. You know, he got traded to Miami. So um, that happened, and similar things happened with this, uh, the sacking and the protection. And Ryan Fitzpatrick ended up coming in. But while he was um, being protected, um, he saw a lot of empty sets, a lot of off-center um, single backs. And I think that um, when he gets that, he uh, has nice touch on the ball. He hits the top of his routes well, uh, especially with Devontae Parker. Um, when wide receivers get separation. So under good coaching, I think that um, – and Bill Belichick's the best coach um, in the um, in the league. And like I said, I don't usually use the word system quarterback anymore because um, all the quarterbacks are system quarterbacks. Obviously, some use it to their advantage better, um, say an Aaron Rodgers or a Patrick Mahomes. But um, Josh Rosen's one that hasn't really capitalized on it. But I think if he went to New England, Bill Belichick could really help him out. And uh, – under his tutelage, that that's probably another Super Bowl run in like five years, once Tom Brady leaves. Yeah, I don't have an exact draft profile on uh, Josh Rosen, but I know Bill Belichick is an amazing coach that could just churn out any any low names and nobodies into Super Bowl caliber players. So I I'm confident I would be confident Bill Belichick to uh maybe Josh Rosen into their quarterback. Yeah, and if you look in his time in Miami, I think that um, a lot of his um, throws were very tentative and conservative, but, I mean, that kind of worked over there. So um, that would uh, yeah. be, uh, be a nice fit. Um, I hate Josh Rosen, but if there's anybody that's going to get him into an NFL quarterback, it's Bill Belichick. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about that. Um, 24th pick. Carolina Panthers, We their original selection was DJ Moore, amazing receiver. Um, I would also think about Lamar Jackson here because Cam Newton leaves. Uh, Kyle Allen is a great quarterback. But I think they go with Dante Jackson, quarterback coming out of LSU. Uh, they already selected him later on in the draft, but why not save yourself another later on draft pick? Uh, I love Dante Jackson. He's versatile. He has the ability to tackle. He was tied second in the league with tackles uh, in his 2019 and 2018 season. Um, yeah, Dante Jackson, is a he's a mad dog. Uh, he can play corner. You can move him into slot corner. He can play either side of the field. He can play safety if you wanted him to. I love Dante Jackson, I think. Uh, the Carolina Panthers, they just need any help on defense with Luke Keekley leaving and him being retired, so you picked Dante Jackson in the great corner because Denzel Ward and Jair Alexander are already off the board. And the linebackers uh, start to fall off after you get uh, rid of Rokon Smith, Leighton Van Der Esch, and uh, Darius Leonard. Dante Jackson, and with the 25th pick, the Baltimore Ravens select Calvin Ridley mm. out of Alabama? Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, Alabama. Out of Alabama. Um, originally, I was going to say Mark Andrews, their starting tight end. I mean, his production is amazing. In his second year, he had 10 touchdowns. That's second among tight ends. But you go with Calvin Ridley. He's a speedy receiver. And then as they picked uh, Hollywood Brown in the 2019 NFL draft, you paired two great uh, receivers. You don't have Lamar Jackson because he's drafted by the New York Jets. But you have two solid receivers to work with. Uh 
not the, not the same type of receiver, but Calvin Ridley is fearless. He can go across the middle. I, I like Calvin Ridley, and I'm also a huge fan of Marquise Brown. He's 5'9", 160, and burning everybody on the field. Um, but you go Calvin Ridley, I great receiver. So that's my 25th pick. Onto Atlanta. All right, so uh, Atlanta originally had Calvin Ridley, and that's finally starting to look like it's gonna um, click with the um, with the addition of Todd Gurley. I think fantasy wise, I, I think that that's really where it is. But he can stretch the field pretty well. He can play in the slot. Obviously, when you have Julio Jones, he has to um, kind of defer to um, be that more low threat instead of that vertical threat. But he's not going to be on the Falcons anymore. So I'm gonna uh, take Marcus Davenport. Um, I like him as a pass rusher, not as much as I like Bradley Chubb, so that's why I took Bradley Chubb at the Saints. But Marcus Davenport at 20, um, 26 is, is really a steal. Um, he had a high he had a high combine performance, and he was really a riser before the draft, so this, that's why I think he went that high. But when you get um, his hand placement combined with his size and his speed, um, and you put that on the Falcons' defense, which is really – this is when they had to start that rebuild. Because um, obviously Vic Beasley, uh, I think got picked the year before, and we saw how that panned out. He's no longer on the team, but you get that front presence on the edge, and that's a really good start to retooling whatever you want. And obviously, as we've seen throughout history and throughout this draft, like Sean says, good line um, leads to winning games. Um, so on either side, and Marcus Davenport here is the pick. I love Marcus Davenport. Although the defensive ends fall off after Bradley Chubb, Marcus Davenport is the next thing up, and he developed his NFL caliber moves. And playing for the Saints along Cameron Jordan, he learned a lot. So yeah, he would be a great fit there. All right. So uh, Thrive Fantasy is a brand new DFS fantasy app. Um, they have streamlined the drafting process and eliminated the need to do unnecessary hours of research. By only using top-tier athletes instead of the traditional salary cap format, you build your lineup around a list of prop bets for each contest you need to do. Choose 10 of the 20 prop bets plus two ice uh, picks, which uh, will protect you from late scratches or postponed games. Each unique uh, prop has an over or under point value assigned to it, and you will be rewarded um, that point value if the prop is correct. For example, will Brady throw for over or under 250 yards? the less likely the props to occur, the more points the choice will be worth, and you build your team score around the amount of correct props you select. Now, I know I guessed out at the end of that. That's a mouthful. However, use code Clubhouse um, for $10 upon your first sign-up. Obviously, with the uh, coronavirus going around, there's not much... Sports going on, UFC just canceled. I was going to throw that in as maybe a possible prop bet you could throw in on Thrive Fantasy. But uh, no longer. They have a couple eSports things, but it should be like June, July. I think things are calming down now, so sports will eventually come back, and um, you can use uh, Thrive Fantasy to win yourself some money. So um, hop on that trend, and thanks for listening. Okay. Um, all right, everybody set back up so we can oh – um, Oh, what happened? There we go. <laughs> All right, so everybody set back up so we can jump right back into the draft with the number 27th pick. Sean was on the clock before we stopped. Um, I'll let him continue and take the floor. 
Okay. So before we finish there, I was picking for Seahawks at 27, and originally they selected Rashad Penny. In 2017, they drafted Chris Carson. Um, I like Chris Carson. I don't think that I see the need for another running back of the same the same kind of runner, pretty much. Um, so I'm going to go down the list a little bit here and take Cortland Sutton. Hmm. Uh, I like Cortland Sutton. I think he is kind of an all-around receiver. He can stay short and get you a quick first down, but he can also extend the field and make a nice athletic play, go up for balls. He's, he's got a uh, big frame. He's a big target, and I think that Russell Wilson is really gonna, really gonna like. Uh, fuck. Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just I don't see the need for Rashad Penny if you just drafted Chris Carson. Rashad Penny catches ten passes a, a season. He's not any different really than than Chris Carson. Um, they're both just kind of downhill runners, and uh, so Corlin Sutton's the guy here. And then Pittsburgh actually is my next pick. Originally, they picked uh, Tremaine Edmonds. I'm going to pick Michel. He's not taking right now. No. All right. So, yeah, Sonny Michel. Uh, I like Sonny Michel. He's, he's kind of a low-key guy. I don't know if it's because he's on the Patriots or not. Um, but the situation with Pittsburgh gets a little shaky around 2018. So if you slide Sony Michelle in that spot, him and James Conner can can kind of split some time. Maybe you know maybe James Conner focuses more on pass catching, and Sony Michelle focuses more on getting the like third down, first downs, just get that yardage. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Sony Michelle is a, is a good fit for. Pittsburgh, and uh, yeah, that's, that's it. All right, I, I agree with you. I think that's that's a good juxtaposition between the um, the styles. So with Jacksonville, they originally selected Taven Bryan out of Florida, and I'm going to keep that. I think he um, he's explosive through the gap, and he's a really good run defender. Um, he does offer some pressure uh, on the quarterback, but uh, as we've seen, their interior defensive line is kind of going to get um, – disrupted with uh, Kalias Campbell and Marcel Darius, et cetera, et cetera. And it's going to continue in this um, 2020 draft. So in 2018, Taven Bryan, 2019, maybe they grabbed Dexter Lawrence, and then you don't have to do that with the Derek Brown thing now. Uh, They have a bunch of options. If I was at a need for a defensive lineman, especially on the interior, um, the the late 2010s is where I'd want to be as an NFL team. I mean, you have – probably the best version of any of these guys in terms of athleticism and skill. So I'm just going to stick with the pick. Nate? was 28. Yep. Uh, oh, that was 29. No, you're up. All right. The Minnesota Vikings, their 2018 pick was cornerback Mike Hughes. Um, redraft, you're thinking, all right, they got rid of uh, Xavier Rhodes. You pick cornerback again. But I say you go straight up defensive line. 
Um, they do run a 3-4 defense primarily. So that means they do have a nose tackle left the end. Another well, they run a 4-3, but they still have a nose tackle on their defense. And the best nose tackle in the draft was Darren Payne from Alabama. Was originally drafted to the Redskins. Um, he's not statistically a great guy. Like you don't see him lighting up the score. The I score I took him. Chart. I took him with the um with the Darren Lions. Payne. Yeah, with the Lions. Really? Yeah, I was I was gonna take well, Dante Jackson. Vita he wasn't taken. Um. Yeah, Vita Vea. He's six four, three twenty five ish. Big guy, run stopper. The only thing he needs to work on is just <sighs> not much. <laughs> he's just he's a solid body to have on the line. I mean, he was just a, he was a D tackle, but you can move him down to the nose tackle position. And I think when you get rid of your your defensive line just starts crumbling apart from 2018 to 2020. Your best draft selection is a defensive lineman, and why not pick the best one, uh, Vita Vea, as this draft was poor, poor in defensive linemen. But you pick the best defensive tackle, you pick Vita Vea, strictly based on value. Okay. Um, with the 31st pick, you got the New England Patriots. Their original selection was Sony Michelle. But I think their new selection would be Carryon Johnson, and they stick running back. <laughs> I like Carryon Johnson way more than I like Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle is just a – to me, he's just a, I'm going to run straight at you or I'm going to run through the gap. I don't know how to do anything else. So I'm just going to run through a gap. I can't I can't be shifty. I can't juke you. I can't truck you. So I'm just going to run through my gap and stick to my gap. Carryon Johnson is a lot shiftier. He can catch screens. He can bring the ball to the flats, um, unlike Sony Michelle, because – James White was used to be that pass catcher. Um, yeah, he has a lot more skills than Sony Michelle. He doesn't. He knows how to dish a gap and just make a play of his own. And I think the Patriots need that because they're just they're so strict and system, system, system. So you can get a running back like Carryon Johnson. He may not fit into the system immediately, but he can give you something new. Uh, he could be dangerous with the Patriots. So. With the 31st pick, carry on Johnson. All right. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I was confused when they went running back um, there um, originally, but so with Sony Michelle. But I think you could do even get away with that even more since it's carry on Johnson. He's just more um, versatile. So the with the Baltimore Ravens, I'm on the clock. The last pick of the first round, Lamar Jackson with the original selection. Obviously, we know how that went. Um, really fucking well, but uh, in this scenario, he's not gonna be a Raven. So you could still take Hayden Hurst. I'm playing around with that. I have a lot of options here. You could go defense um, in the secondary. Uh, you you could obviously trade for Cam and then give him an up, another weapon with Hayden Hurst. I like I I think I'm just gonna stick with Hayden Hurst. I know it's it's boring and safe, but he does stretch the field well for them. He's a good um, complement to what Marquise Brown offers at this point. Um, obviously he's not on the team yet, but, um, and maybe things would go differently. I think they'd have to go, um, quarterback, um, in the first round in 2019, if Lamar's not going to end up there. Um, but Hayden Hurst does offer, um, good stuff low, and then he's a good pass catcher. And then he can, um, take the ball, f- um, far with, he's actually pretty fast. 
And um, he doesn't really need to block because you have the uh, two other tight ends on the roster, Max Williams and um, I'm blanking on his name, but they're they're good stop gaps. Um, yeah, Mark Andrews. On the line. And Mark Andrews is a good pass catcher too. Yeah, I, I, I would have selected Mark Andrews strictly based on production, but Hayden, Hayden Hurts, like they love their, their, uh, their yeah. personnel with plenty of tight ends. So. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple things you could play around with um, – Secondary here, if Dante Jackson had fallen, um, they need they're at a they at this point they're at a need for a safety. They hadn't brought Earl Thomas in, so in that universe, I could see them doing something with um, maybe Josh Jackson, then converting him to safety like the uh, Packers did. But um, yeah, I'm just gonna stick with uh, Hayden Hurst. Yeah, sounds good. All right, so that's it for the first round of the 2018 redraft. We're not going to do any other rounds because um, that's no. Uh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so, um, but a bunch of content's going to come. We have a bunch of film rooms, and I'm going to make an announcement um, right before we wrap up. And a couple, maybe a couple MMA things and uh, a bunch of draft stuff. So that should be fun. Before I give all the socials, Nate and Sean want to tell the people where to find you. Socials. Social media. Oh, alright. Uh, my Instagram is Sean.Cregan. My snap is Sean Cregan147. <laughs> uh, my Twitter is Cregan Sean. That's about it. <laughs> pleasure being with you guys today. Of course. Uh, pleasure. pleasure. Uh, follow me on Insta, Nate underscore Lugo3. Click the link in the bio, huddle tape, watch that. Spam it up. That's it. I don't own any other social media. <laughs> so, yeah, hop on that. So, uh, as for the podcast, obviously you know where to find us. All the podcast apps except for SoundCloud because uh, fuck SoundCloud. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. YouTube, we're trying to build a profile on there. Um, you know, and then as for social media, don't follow me on Twitter. I don't want to go on Twitter. I don't want to be on Twitter. Twitter is a cesspool. So please just do the Instagram thing, clubhouse.cast, uh, TikTok clips, you know, short podcasts, um, you know, go with the times, uh, clubhouse.cast one. And then the big announcement is obviously you see Nate's preference uh, to talk about defensive backs. And sure. we're going to kind of bring him in as a uh, – Defensive back specialist, um, he's going to have his own little uh, film room segments. I'm not going to say little because they're probably going to uh, knock mine out of the park just because of his football knowledge <clears throat> in terms of X's and O's. But, um, yeah, we're excited to bring him in as kind of that, and then hopefully that snowballs into um, bigger things. Yep, yep. It's going to be a pleasure. It's going to be great. Uh, first, I mean, I don't have a plan as of right now, but I, I love DBs. I mean, that's my thing. I love breaking them down, seeing what makes them great. I'm a DB myself, so that's all I watch when I watch football, and I just study receivers and DBs. So it's going to be a pleasure to hop on the podcast and study and and, uh, find reasons why the greatest DBs are so great. Yeah, and then lastly, um, obviously the big thanks to that. Um, Big thanks for both of you to come on the podcast today. But in terms of immediate draft content, I'm going to do my own final mock draft. I'm going to do a live stream with Mike from Big Reeking. And then after the draft, we're probably going to have a recap with these two and then um, Jack and Antonio from um, uh, Fantasy Clinic. So uh, that's exciting. 
But, yeah, I'll see you guys probably next week. Thanks for listening, as always.